Hi, welcome to Unmasking Your Power with myself, Sarah Poisson, owner and director of the Rainbow Clinic Paediatric Occupational Therapy. Unmasking Your Power is where I get to sit down with amazing business owners and entrepreneurs and pick their brains about all things business and life. We delve into their secrets, passions, values, morning routines and what makes them successful and ultimately happy. our second podcast interview. So thank you, Joel, for your time and commitment to this quest. I know you're a busy man, but you've um, made time today to come and meet with us. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Today, uh, we sit down with Joel Skelton, who's the CEO and owner of Skelcon. Skelcon is a construction company that specialises in medical, commercial and hospitality fit-outs and small developments. Skelcon just recently celebrated their 10-year in business milestone and now have around 40, 48 staff wow. on their growing team. Wow, so well done, Joel. I know you started with just yourself. Mm, yeah, yeah, 10 years ago. 10 years ago in your parents', parents rompus room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of you may uh, be aware that I've, I've actually been to school, uh, Toronto High School, <laughs> with wow. Joel. Uh, since year seven, we met in uh, Toronto High. So yeah, I've known Joel for the past 28 years, and uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure and a privilege to get to speak with him today. Uh, what an inspiration, what he's done from you know, first year in business to 10 years in business. We've also done some joint work together and Skelcon did our fit out and um, built our entire level one in a record time frame. Mm. Mm. So I know you're efficient, professional uh, and really, really accommodating of changes and, and our needs and yeah, very flexible, uh, easygoing team. So yeah, it's been a privilege to work with Skelcon uh, in the business capacity as well. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Good, uh, good ambassadors for Toronto High, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> Toronto, mm. green Sally up, green Sally down. <laughs> We're driving in Gemma's Lancer Cruiser to get our Maccas at lunchtime. Yeah, this Love is it. Uh, yes, a history of, of many years. But yeah, it all started at good old Toronto mm. High. So yeah. we must give praise to Toronto we High. We should, yeah, yeah, we should, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And anyone at Toronto High now, like this is where you can be. You could be Skelcon in 10 years yeah. out of high school. Yeah, with, with a little bit of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's get started. Um, so what does success look like for you? Um, oh, look, success, I, I think it's easy to... Um, look at people in and, and individual parts of their lives that, that are successful. Um, to me, when I think of success, I probably think of happiness um, and being happy like through my whole life, personally, in work, um, and being happy with who I am and, and what I've achieved and what I'm continuing to achieve. Um, I honestly think success um, is ongoing. Like it's about, to me, it's about being better today than I was yesterday um, and continually improving. And if I stop improving, um, I think if I, if I just sat back and, and rested on my laurels and where I am today um, and, and stopped that continual sort of improvement process, I'd, I'd lose that feeling of success. Like I'm, I, I would no longer be successful. So um, yeah, to me, I mean, success simply is about being happy in myself. Um, 
in the, it, with my family, um, with the business, with, with everything that I do. Um, but it's about continually improving as well. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yes, I, I think I agree with all that you just said. I think success, yeah, looks very similar for mm. me as well. Yeah. Um, okay, so what does a typical day look like for you? I know a little bit about you getting up really, really early. <laughs> Crack of dawn, hitting the lake, maybe doing some paddling, but tell us what a typical day looks like for you. So yeah, my, my day starts early. Um, I, my alarm's at four o'clock every morning. <laughs> um, and that's generally seven days a week. I, I try and continue that on the weekends as well. Um, I go to bed early, but I also think nothing good happens after about 8.30 at night. So um, why not be in bed, getting some sleep? Um, so I'm, I'm very structured in the first two to three hours of my day. Um, I'm up at four. Um, I'll, I'll jump on maybe the social media or, or something for the first half an hour. Then um, I might do a little bit of work or a bit of stretching. Um, and then by five o'clock, I'm, I'm exercising for an hour to an hour and a half. Most mornings that's paddling on the lake. Um, I find that's, that's thinking time. That's my time where I, I, I set myself up for the day. I, um, I get to work hard, I get to sweat, um, I get that, that exercise, but the main benefit of that, that time on the water or, or running or, or bike riding if, um, if I'm not paddling is, is the thinking time, um, setting myself up for the day, um, I mean, some mornings I solve all the world's problems as well, but, um, but it, it's just thinking mm. through those opportunities, um, what, the day needs, what the day has to bring, what the week has to bring. Um, and and I, I extend that to the weekends as well, like even I'm going to spend the day with the family, like just yeah. trying, to, trying to think about um, how to get the most out of each day and, and back to the, to the success being better today than, than yesterday. Um, and they're little tweaks. Um, but I find that that first part of my day needs to be really structured because that sets me up and it's mm. hard to have a bad day when I've, I've, I've done some exercise and I've had that, that time. Um, I mean, the, I've, I've got salt water running through my veins. I love the lake. I love the ocean. Um, um, and having that time by myself, um, and it blows me away that, that, I mean, I paddle pre-dawn a lot of the time and I watch the sun come up, but I'm the only person out there. Like, occasionally a boat goes past, but other than that, I'm the only person on the water. Um, and that... Um, I mean that fills me with joy. Like I love, I love doing that, and it really sets me up for the day. So, so that's that's a really structured part. From there, um, the rest of the day um, is is always different. Um, okay. Yeah, my days are never the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is good in a way. It's great. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, I, I mean, I, I might be on a building site. I mean, today, for example, I had a. a a bit of work in the office to do first. Um, then I looked at a new site, a new project where we're starting up in the Hunter Valley at a vineyard. Um, I had two reviews with two of our people and now I'm here doing a podcast. So, um, but every day is different. Um, every day is exciting. Um, some days I spend a lot of time in the office, other days none. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky in that sense. But, but I find by starting out... Um, being really very diligent in that first couple of hours every day's um every day's good yeah sets up um for the rest of your day i think you know everything starts with a morning routine um the most successful 
business owners, you know, the more I read about it, the more I listen on podcasts is that they're so strict with their morning routine that it looks the same every day, mm. um, which is hard to do with children, right? It, you know, it's, it, it's hard to it, do. It is hard to do, yeah. but I think what I've found, um, I've, I'm in a habit now. Um, and I've mm-hmm. seen the benefit of mm-hmm. what that gives me. So mm-hmm. I actually find it quite easy to hop out of bed at 4 a.m. Yeah. Um, I'm up before, I've got four kids. I'm up before the kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I'm getting that part of my day done before they're up. And, and um, I think too, like I'm, I'm very conscious of um, the role I play in their lives and, and how they perceive me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in 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 my life and being a good role model. So, um, yeah. when I I come back in from a paddle or or get back all sweaty from a run and and my son says, oh, what did you do today, Dad? Like I I like that and I like to be able to say, yeah, I've just been for a ten k run or a fifteen k yeah. paddle or something. And and I I hope that that inspires them as well. Yeah, it's hard to do when it's bucketing down rain. I must admit, the rain lately is... Uh, I mean, do you get out and paddle in the rain? Yeah, yeah, I, I actually... <laughs> well, you're going to get wet anyway. So yeah, and, yeah, and some something about that um, I almost enjoy more because it takes more um, tough mental toughness to do that and mm-hmm. that almost drives me even more to go and do it because I know it's harder and mm-hmm. the harder it is, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, there's not too many days the weather would hold me back yeah that's cool i mean i i had a morning routine that i was going to get up at uh, 6 a.m and run this morning and (laughs) it was just bucketing down Mm, rain so i was like i can't walk i can't run but i really should have just put on a poncho or you know like and gone and hit the the exercise and i think what that comes back to for me um in business in life um being able to make those hard decisions and push through those hard mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. um getting out in the rain in the wind in the bad weather um i think helps set you up for that or mm-hmm. sets me up for that that yeah. that i'm i'm not going to back down if something's not perfect yeah. like i'm i'm it's almost like i prefer things to be um a little bit out of the ordinary a little bit hard because that that makes makes the achievement even more. Yeah. 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 We can do hard things. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Good way to think about that. Um, so I think this sort of comes in, in line with the next question. Um, what would you say your personal values are? What do you, what values do you live by? Um, I'm not sure if it's a value, but um, honesty, I think um, for me, uh, I try and be, or I'm always honest with people. Um, that might put them out sometimes, but I, I know that um, I certainly feel um, better inside by doing that. Um, and um, I think I mean, my wife has probably um, been, a, been a big part of that. Um, one, of the, one of the main things I love about my wife is her honesty. Um, she's not concerned about offending people um, and she's um, everything she does is with conviction. Um, so that's something that, that she's taught me and something that I've kind of taken from her um, and live by now that, yeah, it's, it's so important um, in today's world just, just to be honest with people and to treat people with respect um, and not, not to expect anything from anybody but to give um, wherever you can. So um, that's personally, that's probably the values that I live by. Um, 
Yeah. Which is so important in a leadership role or, you know, a business owner to have integrity and to have that trust built mm. within the team. Yeah. When you're honest with your team, when you're most vulnerable, mm. they then sort of, I think it's often okay. We, we try to not show the vulnerability. We try to present ourselves as maybe better than we actually are doing. Mm. But, <clears throat> you know, being honest and, and truthful to you know, to, to tell them just how things are, no matter how bad or ugly, like, yeah. you know, yeah. honesty. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so what are your company, Skelcom's values? What, what are they? Um, good timing, Sarah, because we've actually just finished our, our values workshop cool. um, with our management team or, cool. or our leadership team. Um, and we've tried to simplify things now, like really nail it down um, into three... Um, core values yeah. for our business. Yeah. Um, so they are proud, brave, and dynamic. Wow, um, cool. And I mean, we're, we're proud in a sense that we're proud of what we do. We're proud of the people that we work with and for. Uh-huh. Um, and we don't complete projects that we, we wouldn't be proud of or that we're not proud to put our name to. <clears throat> um, so pride is a big thing um, for us in business. If we're not proud of it, then then we shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, brave um, is probably my favourite one, and it's about um, being brave enough to have the hard conversations, um, being brave enough to tell our clients um, when we think there's a better way to do something or there's a, there's an alternative. Um, yeah, internally brave enough to uh, speak out and and talk to people. Um, and I think that's something that, that a lot of businesses these days just give their clients what they think um, think they want um, and don't really have a lot of regard for what's probably in their best interest. So for us, it's about always providing value for our clients, um, never just settling for um, the easy sort of option. It's really testing ourselves and, and testing our relationships to make sure that, that we're always... <coughs> brave in in the decisions that we make so wow and um, dynamic so so dynamic kind of um uh came together from a a few different values um when we were trying to nail it down into one and and Mm -hmm. um where we see ourselves as dynamic is in that everyone is different um so everyone needs to be treated differently um every project is special Mm -hmm. um so we we tailor our approach, we tailor the team, we tailor the service to the client and the project rather than just having a cookie cutter approach or, or just having a system that should fit um, the majority. Everything is different. So it's, a, it's about that tailored approach and really delivering what we feel a client needs or what a person needs um, or what a project needs and, and being dynamic um, and shifting when we need to as well. Awesome. Mm. So those company values are they going to be in your build in your website? Where how yeah. do you how how are you going to embed those in your team? Yeah. So we're working through a rollout at the moment. We're going to present them to the team um, yeah. and look to get everyone on board with that. Which which I know they are already. Um, we're ten years in business this year, and and it, this isn't just something that we've made up. These are mm. are the values that I know we all live by day to day. It's really just putting them down on paper and, and yeah. getting people to. Um, not to buy into them because I know that they already do. Mm. Like I know the people that that work on our team already Mm. live by these values. Um, 
but yeah, rolling them out. I mean, we're 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 rolling them out through everything that we do. So it'll be people's position descriptions. It'll be onboarding um, reviews. Everything we do will have these values filtered through them moving forward. Yeah, awesome. Sounds good. So uh, the podcast listeners, you're like first to hear these three main values. So mm -hmm. yeah. Hot off the press. There you go. Definitely. Hot off the press. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> um, so what is something we don't know about you that might surprise the listeners? Or well, what is something, uh, you know, that what's the, the surprise thing that Joel, the body's Joel that we don't know about? I don't know, I don't if, know. I, I don't know if I have any surprises. Um, you might just, yeah. yeah, you are. You are as you are, like there's I, no I, surprises. Really, I, I think that's um, yeah. that's one of the things about me. I, I don't, um, yeah, I, I don't have too many surprises. I mean, yeah, I get up early, I, I love my exercise. Um, I pretend I'm not a very competitive person, but I think anybody that knows me um, knows <laughs> I can be a very competitive person. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think there's too many surprises. There you go, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so what makes you continue to strive and thrive in your business? I think anyone that's come through the um, pandemic and the last two and a half years, that anyone that's survived in business, they've done something differently, they've had to adapt or pivot in some way. Um, you know, you've either just survived or you've thrived. Um, so what, what makes you continue to thrive in business? So, um, I mean, yeah, over the last 10 years, um, there's certainly been some ups and downs um, along the way. And, and I mean, the current pandemic, um, COVID itself, probably the, the shutdowns and things didn't affect us too much um, being here in Newcastle. I think the, the Sydney builders and, and companies certainly struggled um, with that and continue to. Um, I think we were quite lucky that we we didn't have to shut down. We were we were seen as an essential worker, which is which mm -hmm. was quite nice. Um, yeah. Currently, um, the building industry is in some form of turmoil. Mm. Um, material prices have gone through the roof. That's if you can get the materials. Yeah. Um, it's a real issue. Labour um, through every industry and and constructions um, no different. Have labour rates have gone through the roof. Yeah. Um, there is literally too much work for the um, for cope. the industry to cope, yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. And um, I think probably through a lot of luck, um, as much as um, some good uh, planning, um, our business structure is um, small projects. So most of our our jobs run from twelve to fourteen weeks. We do do longer projects, but majority of them are quite short. So. We're not carrying a lot of risk with rise and fall of materials, okay. um, whereas the larger builders are doing two-year contracts, so they're carrying that risk when when things rise. So we've been very lucky in that sense that um, as the as the materials have risen and the labour cost the the cost of labour has risen, we can pass that on on our projects. We can factor that into our projects. So from that instance, we've been very lucky. Yeah. Um, there's also been a huge amount of wet weather the last yeah, 12 months, which, yeah. which has had a huge impact on the construction industry. Um, yep. Again, majority of our projects are internal. We do mm. build buildings, um, but yes. 70 or 80% of what right. we do are yep. internal fit outs. Yeah. Um, wow. So Lucky. the weather has impacted well, maybe 20% of our jobs, but 80% wow. have, 
have sped up because we can get the trades, we can yeah. get, we can, we can ramp up the people that would normally be on those outdoor jobs to the indoor jobs, and we're actually delivering those projects even quicker. So, yeah, wow. Um, I think yeah, those two, those two issues have have had a huge impact on the construction industry, and there's a lot of people hurting from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whether it's through luck or good planning, we've we've really managed to thrive through that period, um, and it's been a great last couple of years for us. So. I was going to say that, yeah, it sounds like you've been lucky, but knowing you, I think it's a bit of luck, but it's mostly forward planning or mindset. So probably something in you believing in, mm. you know, having abundance, yep. you know, your mindset, your mental health is good. That's probably carried your vision and your people through. And, uh, and I think you don't, um, you don't know it at the time when you make the decision. You mm -hmm. think it's a good idea you, in in the in your head, like it sounds like it's going to work. Um, but um, I'm I'm happy to back myself. Um, I'm and I'm I'm happy to own my decisions, um, yeah. even when they go wrong, because there's been plenty that have gone wrong too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I think that's that's really important to make those decisions and don't just sit on the fence. Like yeah. Yeah. have a clear vision and a clear purpose and. And that can change along the way, but mm. but I think you've got to be clear, um, and you've got to let everybody know what what those decisions are that you're making. So it is mm. very clear, and mm. and you're um, you're held accountable for it, yeah. um, because then yeah, when things go well, they go really well. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Okay. So, what is your best kept secret about your business that we want to know about? <laughs> What is your best kept secret about your business? Well, it might be like you. You're like, I don't have any surprises. Maybe there's no secret. Oh, look, I don't know. I, What's I, the yeah, best kept I, secret about Skelcon? Um, <laughs> or you're not going to tell us the look, best I, kept I, secret? Look, I, I don't know if there is too many secrets. I mean, we <laughs> have um, we have an amazing culture within cool. our within our office, um, and yeah. that's been something that for a lot of years I've I've just kind of pinched myself. Um, <laughs> And hoped it continued, and and not really been um, that aware of how that that culture was built or how it developed. Um, but now, like I've spent a lot of time thinking about it and trying to understand it. And as we grow, I think it's more and more important that I do understand why we have that culture. Um, we, I mean, I, I look after everybody in a way that I would want to be looked after myself. And I would never ask anyone to do something that I'm not prepared to do. I would never ask anyone to have a hard conversation that I'm not prepared to have myself. Um, I mean, I expect a lot out of people. I expect mm -hmm. hard work. Um, I expect them to think for themselves and to back themselves. Um, and I celebrate mistakes because I think um, as, as adults where... Um, it's almost frowned upon to make mistakes. As kids, we're, we're pushed to make mistakes. You're pushed to fall off your bike to learn how to ride. Um, you're pushed to climb the tree and, and, and make, make your own mistakes because that's what you learn from. Um, I think I was lucky as a kid, like my parents um, gave me a lot of free reign to make mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. they, they weren't helicopter parents by mm -hmm. any means. They, they, we were free range kids. Um, and. I, learning to make those mistakes and now celebrating those mistakes in my adult life i think that's that's how our team um continues to grow and mm. and we continue to attract good people that um want to learn and are happy to make mistakes and happy to put their hand up when they do um mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, I think um, that's been a really sort of important thing for our business. Yeah, your culture. And they say culture is caught, not taught. Mm. You know, and it is very true of culture. Um, you know, in some workplaces, there's toxic energy, it's negativity, it's pessimism. Yeah. This kind of below the line thinking. But in some organisations, when you actually can step into a workplace that's fun and energetic and where people genuinely support one another, there's the family feeling. Uh, and you, you said that just beautifully to, you know, to not expect something of your team that you haven't done yourself. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So getting back on the tools or, you know, going yeah. back into yes. a, yeah. a, a treatment session and going, you know, I was once an OT doing yeah. therapy. I'm yeah. not just the lead. Like, yeah. So I love that. I love that you said you would not expect someone to have a brave conversation unless you've had one with them first That's or you know, you've right. sort well, of I'm given them yeah. the, the tools and strategies to be able to do that. Um, and I love that culture is your best kept secret um, because that is what helps grow our team. Yeah, mm. and, and I think you're spot on in, in that culture can't be taught. Um, and I, I even get a lot of people ask me now how we, how we develop the culture that we have mm. and, and talk about ideas on how they might be able to, um, to take some of our, our ideas and put them in their own business. Mm. But I, I, I don't know, I just, it's, it's one of those things that you need, you need full buy-in from everybody in, yeah. into that culture. Yeah. Um, it's not something you can force onto people. Um, they they have to want to do it. They have to want to be there. Um, yeah. A lot of people, and I mean, culture is a bit of a go-to word. And and yeah. a lot of people say these days that they employ personality rather than skills. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a strong believer in that. Like if mm -hmm. if someone isn't going to fit in our team, I don't. Doesn't matter what skills they have. Mm -hmm. It's it's not going to work. Um, yeah. So I think that's it. That's a really important thing from. Uh, when, when we're bringing people into the team, that mm -hmm. they're going to fit, um, they're given that opportunity to fit into the culture and the team. Yeah. Um, skills can be taught, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree really, really strongly with that point. Um, it's the essential skills uh, that, you know, time management, assertiveness, you know, mm -hmm. personability, you've got to have a um, pleasing personality, you know? Yeah. These are things that, I think sometimes people just go, oh, here's an OT, she's got 20 years experience, let's hire her, or 15 years, it doesn't matter. Like, no, it doesn't you, matter. You could have a, you know, someone that's very bitter and um, toxic, and they could have 20 years experience, but you could hire a new grad OT, I'm talking OT here, but you, know, you could hire a new grad that has enthusiasm, that has mm -hmm. you know, this fun, positive, go get an easy going nature and it is much easier to teach the skills to that kind of person because they're ready to learn, they're ready to grow. Someone maybe has too much experience, they almost think they've got nothing to learn. Mm, and the yep. people that come in that think they've got nothing to learn, yep. the, that's oh, a red flag, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Massive um, red flag. Look, honestly, I am making mistakes and learning every day yeah. and, and that I think that's mm. an important thing. That um, and it's about experiences. Life is about relationships and experiences. And, mm. and if you have a, a client um, or a patient or somebody that, um, that has a bad experience, then, mm. then that's very detrimental to your mm. business. Um, it doesn't matter how good that person is on paper that, yeah. that, that, that they saw. Um, if they've had a bad experience, that that's, mm. that's, can costly. be yeah, very yeah. costly to your business. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's more important just to have good people um, that mm. buy in and, and celebrate your brand rather than 
the people that yeah can do everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so hard when you um, grow and put a team on because it is your brand and it's your reputation and uh, it's, it's almost impossible to mould someone perfectly mm. to represent your mm. brand beautifully. And so, you know, the wrong staff and the wrong people. Oh, wow, we've been there before. We've had this wrong culture yep. and uh, losing team, but realising you have to sort of weed out <laughs> those people. Yeah, look, and, and I think um, you can't do that quickly. Like, I mean, if you've got a bad culture, obviously you need to fix that quickly, but it, it's not, building a good culture is not something that happens overnight. No, and it's not something time. that it, that, that mm. you can just make happen quickly. It's, okay. it's something that's built over time. And when I look at the growth of our business, um, so I, I started 10 years ago, six months later, Luke came on board and, and, and Luke's still with me now. And he's now our construction manager. He's He's the guy running running the construction projects, overseeing everybody. Um, and then 12 months later, Sam came on board. Um, Sam's still with us today, and 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 Sam supports Luke um, in his role as construction manager, and and takes on a lot of those day-to-day -day tasks of, mm -hmm. of helping manage the business as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, so those two guys, they they are Skelcon's culture, like they, they live and breathe what we do. Um, yeah. But that's been built over eight or nine years or more. Um, yeah. And the people that come into the business um, and, and, and come onto the team. They love to see that loyalty, that's right. don't they're, they? They're seeing that loyalty, but yeah. then, then I, I, I believe it takes sort of a year to two years for them to really understand the culture and really see that. And it, it's only because there's, there's Stan, there's Luke, and there's a number of other people that have been with us for, for mm -hmm. five years plus that, mm -hmm. that now just day to day, they don't even know what that culture is or, or exactly what those values are, mm -hmm. but it's, what, it's the way they present themselves. It, mm -hmm. it, they, they look professional. It's the way they, they speak to clients. It's, it's mm -hmm. how they mm -hmm. um, interact with each other and the respect that they show. Mm -hmm. um, and they're little things, but yeah. they're the things that build a good business and, and build a good culture, and, and mm. that takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, so what is your inspiration? Oh, inspiration. Um, mm. I don't know. I, inspiration. Um, Who or what inspires you? Oh, look, um... I suppose my inspiration or my my drive um, is is just to continually get better personally. Um, mm -hmm. And and originally, I mean, I love building things. Um, that was probably why I, I, I went down the construction path. Um, mm -hmm. Started out as an apprentice. Loved build, building things with my hands. Um, but have always kind of seen the bigger picture and, and been focused on tomorrow. Um, so went through construction management and then um, was building projects, but seeing the entire project rather than just a small part of the project, then the, the next step from there was um, going into my business and, and building a business. So I, it's not construction particularly that, that, I'm, that is my passion. I think it's more building things and creating things. And even now in business, like I'm, um, we're, we're adding things onto the business. It's the joiner, it's the design. It, it's, mm. it's, it's those opportunities that come up um, that 
can provide better value to our clients. Um, and that, that, I suppose, inspires me to, to keep going, seeing, um, seeing what we can deliver, um, seeing what our team is delivering to our clients, um, their relation. Uh, um, I mean, building's uh, one of those things that, that people don't do all the time. Like, um, they might only do once or twice in their life. And, and it, it, it's a very big outlay cost-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> any sort of building that you do um, is not cheap. So I think it's, it's for us delivering those projects where, where people are very nervous to start with and, and, mm-hmm. and seeing, building those relationships and um, seeing our people um, yeah, grow and, and take on those extra roles and, and responsibility. Um, mm-hmm. That ins- I suppose that inspires me to keep going and keep mm. building and um, yeah, keep pushing. Yeah. So innovation, I hear innovation. So if you're building and innovating something, continually learning, you're continually growing. So yeah, innovation. Um, yeah, I like that. So you're not stagnant. You're not staying put. You're kind of like, what's tomorrow going to bring? Well, I, and, yeah, yeah. Th- this is back to my, I've always got the mindset that I want to be better today than I was yesterday. And, and that could be a very small tweak. And, mm-hmm. and it even might be, I want to be better this week than last week or this yep. year than last year. Yep. Um, but <laughs> I'm very clear on just always trying to be better and, yep. and improve. And, and the, I don't think there's ever a best like I'm never going to be the best at something yeah. um, and I'm never going to be perfect at everything I do um, or anything that I do. There's, to me, there is no perfect, but there's always a better um, yeah. and, and we can always do something better. We can always offer a better service. Mm-hmm. Um, we can always treat people better. There's, yeah. So, yeah. so it's learning from your mistakes and learning from your failures. And, you know, there's a quote, I'll, I'll I'll steal it from um, Impact Theory, uh, Tom Billu's his podcast. He says, you know, um, success is actually going from failure to failure to failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Mm. You know, and I love that because I fail on a daily basis, either as a mother to my children I'm failing or I'm failing in the business because I'm not um, being able to bring my best self. Um, And so, but I don't sort of then sit and wallow in self-pity. I go, okay, well, what podcast can I listen to on burnout or what podcast can I listen to on, uh, you know, being a better parent? Like I'm always learning. There's always a learning. And I think, um, you know, if you have personal growth, if you want personal growth and you're continually challenging yourself and pushing yourself outside that square, um, yeah, great things happen. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. 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 100%. The learning yeah. curve is, um, yeah, truly what's inspirational, I think, is finding people that they want to learn. If someone sort of says, you know, you know, I, I know all I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh. oh, look, and, and, and I think from <laughs> us, for, for in business too, like I would rather employ, I would rather employ someone that um, has aspirations to start their own business one day um, mm. because I know the next five years that they give our team, give the mm-hmm. Skelcon team, are going to be amazing. They're going to treat the business like it was their own. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna continually want to improve. Yeah. Um, so I would rather employ those sort of people than the people yeah. that are just happy to, to sit back and yeah. Yeah, do, do the their, nine to five. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so what makes Joel Skelton laugh and cry? I don't cry. Um, no. Yes, all right. I've never seen you cry. Yeah. No, I, um, seen you cry. I, feel, I feel like I'm getting more emotional as I go older, to be <laughs> honest. Um, 
look, my my kids, my family, um, they they make me they make me laugh and mm-hmm. probably want to cry sometimes. <laughs> um, but I mean, really, this is like I feel like this is all for them. Like this is why I do what I do for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah they but but then in saying that too like the team at work like they certainly make me laugh on a daily (laughs) basis um so yeah i think just just surrounding myself with good people um makes me happy and that makes me laugh so Mm -hmm. yeah so who has had the most influence in your life oh um look there's probably a few people um obviously my parents like they are unassuming um blue collar workers um and i only mentioned this um at our 10 year anniversary the other night but um when i was in year 11 at school studying design and technology we were taken to two businesses to see how they run and and one was a joinery company and funny enough i, I wasn't interested at the time and i now own a joinery company but yeah. um the other was taraba coal mine Okay. And my dad had worked there for the majority of his career, and the, um, my manager asked anyone if they knew any, had any parents in the industry. I put my hand up. I was the only one with my hand up, and and he asked who, and I said, "Oh, my dad, Mark Skelton." And his response was, um, "Oh, Mark Skelton, um, hardest worker I've ever known. If you turn out half as good as your father, you're doing well." That that has stayed with me and resonated with me for a long, long time, and. And I think my parents, um, they've taught me the value of hard work. Like mm-hmm. they've started with, they started with nothing. Yeah. We, we grew up on a roundabout for the first couple of years of, of, of my life. Um, and you grew, to, grew up on a roundabout? Nick, we were on the house and on um, Burrigal Roundabout was, was my parents' first home. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, oh. and I still drive, we drive, I drive past every day and I think, wow. Um, but seeing what they've achieved um, through hard work um, mm. and sacrifice, I, I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they, they've had a huge impact on 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 me personally. Um, I'm just going to say they're the nicest parents ever. Like when we go to school, like your parents would host parties in high school and you're mm. always like, oh, I love this Keldon. <laughs> they just, yeah. they were so uh, warm and welcoming and kind and... They have lovely values. As they they're very, yeah. very genuinely beautiful parents. Yes, yeah. no, they, yeah. they certainly were. They, they, um, they gave me a lot of freedom. Yeah. Um, like I said, to make mistakes, but they were always there to support as well. Yeah. And never, and they never expected too much of me yeah. either. Like there was never any pressure, um, school, sport, anything. Like it was really just Joel, you do you. Um, and so yeah, I, I owe them a lot. Um, of the last, oh, I think, oh, look, probably the 15 years since I met my wife, Gemma, um, been married 11. Um, she's had a huge impact on me. Um, uh, I, was, I was a healthy person, but um, certainly not to the degree I am now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very health conscious these days. I, mm-hmm. I eat a plant-based diet. I exercise every day. Um, I and I, I value that and and what she has sort of brought to that part of my life. Um, I'm fitter and healthier now than I've ever been. Um, and in business, though, I, I suppose everyone talks about mentors and, and people that have uh, had an impact on their life. Um, my uncle, 
um, who's a business owner. Um, Tony Rhodes, he owns a large plumbing firm in Newcastle. Um, he's been, um, he's known me since I was born right. and he's been involved in my life since, uh, yeah, since I was a kid, basically. Mm -hmm. um, he was that fun uncle that was never <laughs> serious, um, rolled into the, uh, helped me find my way in the construction industry. I actually couldn't get a job um, and it's who you know, not what you know. And he, he pulled some strings and got me an apprenticeship with, with Stronix right. um, when I left school. Yeah and um, has really just been my go-to ever since. The, he mm -hmm. was the first person I called when I, when I made, had that idea of starting my own business and what that might look like and mm -hmm. how I even went about it. Um, mm -hmm. I, talking about crying, like I feel like that was the last time I actually had a tear in my eye when I was talking to him about taking this huge leap of leaving my, my <laughs> awesome job that I loved. Yeah, um, face, yeah to go and start my own business. Um, <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. So he, and, and even today, like um, there's, we have a, a pretty loose arrangement in that there's no formal catch-ups or meetings mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, it's all just um, for the love of it. Yeah, I was gonna say, who's your mentor, your business mentor? Would yeah, it be Tony he, Rose? he would be my right. business mentor. Yeah. And, and in saying that, like, yeah, I, I have a, a few people I might bounce the idea off, but um, if, if I had to say I had a, like a mentor, he is it. Like, he mm -hmm. is the guy that if, if I have a big decision to make or, or something I'm unsure about, or even if I just need some reassurance, he's the person that I go to. Yeah. Um, and, and he's certainly given me that over the years, um, the comfort and the reassurance to, to make the hard decisions and, and to back myself. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, he's, he's been instrumental in that. And, and mm. I wouldn't be who I am today, and Skelcon certainly wouldn't be the business it's, it is today without him. Yeah. So. so is he a real uncle? Or just no, he is. He's yes, my mum's uncle. little brother. Oh, right. True, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Um, wow, okay. I guess this leads a little bit on to the next question. You may have already answered it. Um, but who is your ultimate hero or heroine? And maybe... Yeah, look, I, I, if I don't have a, a hero as such, and... Like I, I, I probably find hero a funny phrase or a funny term. Like, mate, like there's... there's Comic in, book hero. <laughs> yeah, there's people that inspire me and people in my life that um, provide inspiration. Um, mm -hmm. and, and exactly, I think the, 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 my parents and my wife and Tony are probably those people in my life. Mm -hmm. But, um, look, Sarah, you inspire me. Like, what you've achieved in... in um, your life, not just in business, but in everything. Like that isn't that's inspiring. Like I, I like I, I like to surround myself with people that um, have achieved a lot and and don't just to want to sit on their hands. Like so, um, yeah. I mean, I I don't probably don't have a hero or anyone that I would mm. class as as a hero of mine. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely, yeah, inspirational people, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say you inspire me, and I think that's, you know, a 28-year friendship that, uh, you know, we didn't know in high school where, where we'd be today. Uh, but I think you, earn, you end up, like you said, surround yourself with people that are, are successful in, in or, or just raise you up to be mm -hmm. a better person than what you yeah. are. Um, so what you do is, is, is hugely inspirational. Like, it, yeah, so... Um, can like, what do you think your purpose or mission? Now we had this conversation. We did, we did, because uh, it's something <laughs> yes. that I actually think about a it lot, and like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know how to verbalize what my mission or my purpose is. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to do 
good things for people. Um, I want to build relationships with good people. Um, and I, yeah, I love seeing the people on the Skelcon team and, and even the broader team, the subcontractors, the clients, everyone involved. I just love seeing um, everyone win and everyone just be so excited about something or and excited about a project or a design or something. And that, mm -hmm. like, that, that's my drive. That's what really pushes me um, to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't know how to define my, my purpose or my mission. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, okay. and, and I think to be, like I, I think about it a lot, to be an inspiration to my children, to, yeah. to show them. Um, mm. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. And, and I, I think what I, what I worry about with that is, um, like my parents, um, like I said, worked really hard. Dad's a coal miner, mum's a nurse, blue collar workers. Um, they, they, out of their actions more than their words, showed me the value of, of hard work and, mm -hmm. and some sacrifice and what mm. that, that can, or, or how that will affect your life. Um, I'm in a position now where I'm, I'm leading a team of 50 people. Um, my day can change. I'm, I can be very flexible if I need to be flexible for the kids. I can do these yeah, things, so but good. but I want them. I, I want to make sure that they understand the value of hard work, work and earning money. That's yes. right, and yeah. and, and yeah. what hard work means, um, and what you can do with that, um, and how that brings you success. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think my mission is is I have four beautiful children, making sure they grow into. Um, not privileged little yes. kids, but, yes. but people that are, are going to contribute to this society and the yeah. world and make it a better place. Yeah, I love that because I'm very similar with our girls. I don't want them to have this sense of entitlement. No. You know, yeah. and so a birthday's coming up and Fia was like, well, I want um, <laughs> bluey shoes and a Peppa Pig toy. And she listed three things and I said, well, actually, Fia, how do you know that you're going to get three things? Mm. You may only get one present. You know, and it costs money to buy gifts. Mm, yeah. And that's why mama and papa have to work, you yeah. know, we have to earn money. Yeah. But this whole, you know, what I don't like about this sense of entitlement or, you know, raising children up to, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of this, you, you don't want them to be selfish. No. Um, yeah. And so yeah. you, you've really got to think about, um, you know, I always talk about working hard and mummy's got to go to work. And, you know, Fia said at the Mother's Day, you know, <laughs> something about what do you want to do and you go well, tell us about your mum and she like said she's types on her computer at home and that is work yeah um and i want them to see that i'm working as yeah. well yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and i think that's really important i think at the same time though like i want my kids to understand that it's not just about hard work you mm. need to make smart decisions as well mm -hmm. yeah. um yeah. you can't just rely on the fact that you work hard and and things will fall into place like it's yeah, and and I so I think in some sense or, or some ways I, I want my kids to see and understand the successes that come with being smart mm -hmm. um, about the decisions that you make as well as working hard because yeah. um, because that's what life's about right? mm. yeah. self-discipline yeah. isn't it it's yeah. self-discipline and you're right like you don't want to show them that it's just hard work you want to show them how to have fun and how to play yeah, yeah. and so it's probably yeah. a nice balance of actually we do know how to rest too yeah and showing them that that's rest is okay it's you fine. know i keep learning yeah. about this about you know we've got to be able to do nothing 
um, and have nothing scheduled. So they they do start to feel that some days can be just completely a, mm. a relaxed yeah. day. Yeah. Um, no expectations, yes. just, yeah. yeah. Um, so happiness at work is the new productivity. How do you make your staff happy on a daily basis? I think you've answered this throughout the interview, mm. uh, but you know, I, I, th I know you do coffee shouts. I, I know you take them to cafes and do lunches out. You know, I, like I actually, we're on um, July. We're having we're doing Muffin Wednesday, and I'm I'm. What's that? So <laughs> we're, I'm I'm bringing muffins in every Wednesday. <laughs> They've picked the flavours oh, wow, that, that cool. they wanted to have. Um, right, muffin wings. And yeah, so I'm, I'm getting the local Cleaver coffee shop to, to oh, make us beautiful muffins. And yes. we 12 beautiful muffins every Thursday, oh, every Wednesday, sorry. Jack, his chef there is incredible. Yeah, Grishka. Oh, yeah, Grishka. Amazing. Oh, um, so shout good. out to Cleaver yeah. and Jack. There yes, you go. shout out to Toronto. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, but look, we do we do a lot of cool things. Um, we just celebrate our ten year anniversary. Um, we put on a big party, and the first people that were invited were the um, the people, so our Skelcom people and their partners. And and for me, that was the most important part of the night was having their partners there yeah. to celebrate, um, to see that the hard work that they put in is worth it, um, and and to again to buy into the, our values and and why we do what we do and um to have a bit of fun um so it's we so do so we do a lot of um so we do a lot of social things a lot of cool things mm. um but i think because we have such an amazing culture people in the business are all friends and they actually mm. all want to hang out with each other um mm. i don't drive the the external sort of activities anymore that, yeah. that's in-house they're all mm. putting their ideas forward they're all yeah. organizing things themselves yeah. i put my hand up and said if you want to do something fun i'll pay for it no mm. drug, like it let's do it um cool. you do golf days we do golf days we do we do yeah we did um um <laughs> the, the raw challenge Thank you. yeah um, <laughs> yeah and and i think it's important too that we run a lot of those things in work time so people don't feel like they just have to give up their own time. Mm -hmm. um, okay. They can they can get like they're getting paid to go and play at some yeah. points as well, and I think that's really important for me. Um, we're currently renovating our office, so we we only did it five years ago, um, mm -hmm. so it was quite a new um, space, and and everyone was still commenting on how amazing our, our office was. But um, we're now going again and, and investing mm -hmm. a lot of money into into yeah. building an office that. Um, We'll have a lot of cool features and uh, mm. we've got a table tennis table and I'm pretty sure most of the office are now semi-pro, they play so much, but, um, and, and our site staff get in the office, we have a monthly meeting, we put on drinks and nibblies and so we do a lot, um, we try and include everyone in what we do, but I, yeah. to me, those people are the most important thing, they are Skelcon, the yeah. team, yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be here right now without them, yeah. um, I yeah. owe everything to them and and what they bring to the team and, and to the business daily. So, um, yeah, I, I think they are the most important thing and that's how we've got to look at it, so. Yeah, awesome. Mm. <laughs> um, so what is the 10-year plan for Skelcon? If you're willing to share, and I think maybe, you know, doing up your, uh, you know, your office space and getting, you know, table tennis and a slide down. <laughs> I mean, what does it look like? What's the 10-year plan look like? Um, from here, I mean, we're, we're 10 years in, uh, we've grown fairly organically. Um, we started off slow, um, 
we've ramped up a, a bit over the last sort of three or four years. Mm-hmm. In the last two years, um, we've introduced a joinery business. So we now manufacture all our own joinery in-house, um, which was just an idea of how we could service our clients better and control mm-hmm. that end process. Because the joinery, it's it's the kitchenettes, it's right. the, yep. all the, the medical joinery for the benches, um, for the waiting areas, um, sterilised rooms. Um, that goes in at the end of the project. And for us to be able to control that quality-wise, mm-hmm. um, time-wise, and, and make sure that it's handed over perfectly mm-hmm. um, was a big... Uh, value add for us with our clients um, they can go and visit our, our joinery showroom they can see the factory yeah. they can be involved in that whole process so that's cool. something really yeah. cool wow. that we've added um, 12 months ago we brought on an architect and an interior designer and again this was an idea I had five or six years ago that maybe eventually we'd get to the point where we could bring this in-house um, mm-hmm. and took the leap we were brave 12 months ago and 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 put them on and, and yeah. to be honest I was ner- I was super nervous that we would not have, have enough, enough work, work. Yeah, like, right. um, yes. to feed yeah. these, these people, yeah. um, these, these ladies um, yeah. and, and who are like leaders in their field as well, right. like just to have them yeah. um, approach us and, and want wow. to be a part of the team yeah. was, was such an amazing thing wow. um, and such a great feeling for me. Um, but um, that was all about offering a better service to our clients. Like our clients, a, a lot of our clients are in the medical industry or, or they're, um, they're, fa- they're, they're, they're also living fast-paced lives themselves. If mm-hmm. I want them to come to us and, and give us their brief, and within a day or two, we provide them a floor plan and, a, or, and some sketches and, <laughs> and a budget. And, yeah. and so they, they're getting things quickly. It's, it's yes. all happening quickly. There's such a quick turnaround with your work. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's really important that people shouldn't have to wait. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to wait. So, so we've added those two components, the joinery and the design, um, because it provides a better service and, and it provides better value because um, for our clients, things can happen a lot quicker, which mm-hmm. saves them money, saves them time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's happened recently. The next 10 years, I mean, I've got a few more ideas um, of potential opportunities that might pop up where we can offer a better service, but mm. really that's what it's about. Um, it's not about money, it's not about fame, it's not about anything like that. It's about um, building a business that um, offers a better service. Yeah. Um, building a sustainable business through the hardships too. Well, and you know, this mm. is a conversation I have a lot. Um, yeah. We, although we have 50 people, um, 47 of those people are resources. They're not overheads. So they are charging out their time. Mm-hmm. They are um, doing work. We, do, we don't just employ estimators. We don't employ mm-hmm. safety managers. We don't have a HR person sitting in the office um those people to me are overheads right our team so our project managers they manage the their safety on each of their jobs they're all responsible for that um when we do a tender we don't just have estimators in the office the project team who will run that team do the estimating so they're resources so um i've been very conscious through through the last 10 years of making sure that our business is very resource focused and not Mm -hmm. not overheads um because yeah. when things tighten up, and they will, it's the construct, it's the economy, the construction mm-hmm. industry. When things tighten up, we need to be nimble and we need to be able to adapt. Um, 
I think now by having our in-house joinery, our in-house design, like yeah. we can we can offer so much yeah. um, internally Inter- that, yes. that we can mm. adapt and, and be so competitive in a market um, yeah, wow. when things tighten up. So, yeah. so that's, yeah. The, You've the, got a foolproof plan. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll be tested at some point. Um, yeah. But constantly looking out for that and, and mm-hmm. making sure that when it does come, we're in the best possible position we can be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 10 years from now, look, I... I, I don't think I'll be slowing down um, and just, yeah, continue looking for those opportunities. So Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I don't think you know how to slow down. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay, finally, what positive mark do you want to leave on the world in this lifetime? Oh, what positive mark? Um, actually, I actually didn't see this question. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I, to be honest, I just, I just want, um, I want my kids to be great human beings. Like that's to me, that that's what it's about. Like, and um, if if they grow up and have the a similar similar values, I think to me and my wife. Um, I think that that will be great. Um, that will be something great to leave behind. I'm not. Um, like I said before, I'm not looking for any fame or anything like that. Like, it doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, when I'm not here, I'm not here. It doesn't matter. Um, so, but yeah, while I am, I just want to continue to get better at what we do and what I do and, and continue to grow as a person and, and be the best person I can be. So, Yeah, awesome. And legacy is leaving something in people. So what is it that you leave in your people? So when Joel Skelton... You know, goes into the afterlife and uh, moves on. What does Skelcon? What are you going to leave in your people? Like Steve Jobs, you know, mm. his impact on his people was yeah significant. What's the legacy you're going to leave oh, to your people? Geez. Another hard question. <laughs> I leave the, um, the final I, two I'm, questions. Are really yeah, tough. I'm thinking about tomorrow, not, uh, <laughs> not the next day. You've got to contemplate death. <laughs> <laughs> um, I look just that I was a fair person like um, I think that I, that I treated everybody with respect I think that's the most important thing um, yeah it doesn't matter who it is um, their age where they've come from their background what, what they even do now like it doesn't matter treat them with respect and um, yeah you'll get the best out of people so um, yeah I, I hope that people would, would think of me in that, that light yeah I think so. <laughs> okay, quick fire questions, which means you have to answer these really quickly. Right. <laughs> You're not allowed to think. You okay. just got to go right. boom. Uh, and now I don't even know if you're a big reader, but I don't know. Well, yeah, well be- read, before I've got to go quickly, I, I don't. Um, I actually did go through a stage where I read a fair bit of histori- historical fiction um, oh. when we were travelling before oh. starting mm-hmm. a business, but. Um, I actually listen to a lot of audiobooks now okay, and podcasts. Cool. So, um, yeah, I would I, okay. I would say I listen to probably twenty or thirty books a year um, while I'm driving, and I re-listen a lot. Like so, mm-hmm. obviously, okay. while I'm driving, I'm I'm listening, and I'll something cool will will, will come into my head, and I'll I'll just float off. <laughs> 
probably should be concentrating on my driving, but yeah. um, for the next 10 minutes. And then, so generally I'll listen, I'll listen to a book three or four times. Okay. Um, and well, and I'll, I'll get through uh, a book a week or a book every second week. Right. So. so what book are you reading at the moment and why? Uh, so I am listening, or listening yes. to The Dip. Um, the Dip. It's by Seth Godin. Oh. Um, why I'm listening to that. I, one of the first books I listened to was Poke the Box by same author, Seth Godin. Oh. Um, and that's all about like giving things a crack and cool. um, backing yourself and seeing where things take you. So um, this is the second book I've listened to of his. Um, the Dip. And, and The Dip is, is about um, uh, knowing when to quit. So I think a lot of success comes out of knowing when to quit, not banging your head against a brick wall for the sake of not quitting. Right. Um, it's not quitting because things are tough, but quitting because it's the right time to quit. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. They're short books. They, they only, I think, well, this one only goes for an hour and a half. It's probably oh, okay. not a long book, but, um, awesome. but there's a lot of good takeaways out of them. So. Yeah. What is the best book you have ever read and why? Ever listened to and why? Ever listened to, oh. I don't have a best. I really don't. They're all different. They're all so different. They're all good? Yeah. Okay. What is your favourite food? I don't have one. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Do you know, I actually, through, um, through my transition out like into like a plant-based Plant-based. diet, I've actually changed my um, relationship with food. And I, I don't, like it's not a focus anymore. Like, okay. And I've found that's been really good for my health. So, mm-hmm. um, What's I, the most healthy food you eat and why? Uh, probably a good bowl of veggies with, with some kale and a bit of salt on top is, is pretty good. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, I, I certainly, I don't crave anything um, in particular, but okay. I think that's, that's certainly, that's through, yeah, mm. I, I've changed my association with food, so yeah. I don't really have a favourite. Awesome. If we got paid to play, what would your typical favourite day look like? So we were just getting paid to play. Just to play, so I would definitely start with a paddle, and then um, I'd be sailing something for the rest of the day in a nice nor'easter. That, that would be, um, yeah, my perfect day. Sounds if I pretty tight to play. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Thank you so much to Joel. Uh, thank you, Joel, and to Skelcon, um, just for you know sparing your time, your busy schedule. Uh, coming to speak with us and uh, it's been yeah a privilege to have you on the podcast channel unmasking your power <laughs> thank you look forward to uh, bringing our next interviewee along next month so you'll hear from us again and happy listening people and go Toro high thank you